Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. All right, I have I have returned from from locales western. I I have uh, come back to the east coast, so I've uh, taken off my Wranglers and and my cowboy boots because the rodeo is is over, at least at least in physical form. But the rodeo is is always in in our hearts. Um, and I have also returned from from different horses from from a land of actually there were real horses in Orange County, California, but also Ferraris and I don't know what Lamborghini means, but there were there were other horses, horse powers. Um, well, their their logo is a it's got a bull on it. Yeah, Lamborghini does. Yeah, Ferrari definitely has has the yeah. the, the stallion. Yes, um, of course. So so I'm I'm glad to be back you know it to my my normal coastal elite home uh and uh you know it's it is it is august in in the washington dc area and it's a little it's a little little hot a little hot here it is uh you are you are back to your coastal elite home i've moved into my new coastal elite home uh and uh you and i are about to at the end of this week uh dash off to another state for a wedding Mm-hmm. And what I'm post- realizing, what I'm realizing, is that I need to get a haircut before this wedding. Ah. I have two and a half days to do that, and I have no clue where in the Washington D.C. metro area I'm going to get my haircut. So this feels like it's a problem. <laughs> and, and right off the bat, Sean, and I'm sure we'll get into this. As as far as I know, you used to cut your own hair. Is that right? Yes, but I don't do that anymore because I'm an adult with responsibilities in life. Well, you say that. I I think I could cut my own hair, but you I could. have different I, I have different concerns than than the both of you. So so I think one thing that you're hitting off of the bat is uh and I hope we get into this. That there is very much a difference between a hairstyle and a haircut. I'm really just going for a haircut. Like <laughs> you, if you're just if you're just doing basically uh, you know clipper work, um, you know you you give the number you want, and and I don't do any fade stuff or whatever because that's not that's not my ball of wax. But I'm just getting a haircut. I think the both of you. Um, are more in the, the it's still kind of a style, which is which is I think a young man's thing. But you want your hair to look a certain way, and it's not something that you can just do with kind of mass-produced uh, tools, so to speak. So what you hit on, though, I, w- I would say, so I would suggest that what you're doing is not not getting a hairstyle just because, well, just because you have less hair than us. Um, and it's easier to wrangle, but yeah. you you have chosen you have chosen a style to work with the hair that you have, and that's yes that's like that's what you do. It, it's like the quest to find a pair of jeans you like. You want to find a hairstyle that fits, you know. I don't know. I guess it fits the perception that you want to put out to the world about yourself, um, mm-hmm. and. 
I feel like I, for the most part, have, you know, at least a rough uh, kind of style and, and cut that I usually get when I go to the barbershop. But it's also not necessarily fully like, oh, I'll, ha- I'll have the usual. Mm-hmm. Um, and Max, you have decided to go on a different path. Uh, a different path than the usual? Yes. I, yeah. I have. Well, so I am, I have been on the quest of finding a, a barber that I like. I always have trouble with the, the barbershop or the haircut place in general um, describing what I want. It's sort of like that comedian that's like, you know, give me the one that give me the one that gets me laid because last time you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I, I don't necessarily think that I... I have like a good idea in mind of what I want. So I really want to find mm-hmm. someone who I trust to say, give me a good haircut. Um, but I did recently find a barber I like, and I've gone to him now three times. And this latest time I did try something new mm-hmm. and I kind of described it and we kind of talked through it and agreed or he agreed in his head on what would look good. And then I trusted him to, to do it. And I really liked it and I will be going back hopefully. Oh, that's so. That's interesting, and so, it is a fade. <laughs> so, well, okay, you, you're not exactly sitting here looking like Drake. You definitely you've got scissor cut hair on top, <laughs> right? So I went in and I literally <laughs> said, um, "I so, uh, somebody wants me to get a fade, <laughs> but I looked up pictures on the Google machine, and it looks kind of scary and really different. It looks really short." <laughs> don't know that that would fit me and he's like and my barber's like oh yeah you want something in the middle i'll give you a, a two-step fade or something and i said sure i trust you louis the barber shout out and he did a great job okay so you have you've touched on a lot of things that i i want to mm-hmm. talk about um so so we, we've talked a little about getting sort of the usual haircut uh and, and then when you find something that you like like sticking to that um but we are also you know i think for the most part we're still kind of at a point in our lives where we might we're like our hairstyle is not fixed for you know it's not frozen in amber for the rest of our lives maybe pierces yeah mine is (laughs) which Um, which and there's we'll get to it we'll get to that because i think there's an important thing there too but like i you know i think that like my dad has gotten the same or a very similar haircut for, you know, basically for as long as I've been alive. So it's not like I I've certainly changed my hairstyle a number of times in that period. So like we're, we're still at the point in our, our lives where we might have some room to, to play around with it and try different things. But you mentioned kind of giving the reins over to your barber. And that is something that I, I know I did when I was younger and like didn't have any sort of clue what I wanted. But now I very much like I go into the shop with an idea of what I want and I've gotten a similar haircut enough times that I, I feel relatively well versed in being able to say, this is the thing that I want. Please do it for me. Um, and, and so I guess I'm curious, you know, what the, like the balance in life is between saying, this is what I want. And then kind of 
giving the reins over to someone who like this is their profession their job is to style hair and to then cut it appropriately and so like how you know i how does one find someone that you're willing to to have that trust with cuz now now i'm wondering is my kind of is my approach indicative of not trusting people to do my hair right I think I think that's definitely the case. I think it like I said I had seen this barber 3 times before I kind of trusted him to to do what I don't know that I would have done that in an at a new barber shop and certainly mm-hmm. not at like a chain super cuts mm-hmm. whatever. I think that's also the the thing. I mean, I go to a barber shop that's sort of a local place. The guys get chairs for a while. It's their chair. It's got all their stuff around it. Um he also they they, they take their time, which for better or worse um it can be frustrating if you're waiting but when you're getting it cut it's nice to to see that they they take their work seriously so yeah i think i think trusting it i think there is some an element of trust there um i think it's also a bit it, right off the bat you said you know what you want and i don't mm-hmm. yeah so i think that the other thing too is is this uh, i think that the the distrust um and the the fear of a bad haircut. I mean, I, I feel like that's a that's a joke as as old as time almost, especially among men. It's like you get you get the bad haircut, they they turn or you turn or something like that. Um, but it's kind of it, it's kind of funny because in the end, especially for men, you know, at, at, unless you have really long hair and then they accidentally lop off a, a bunch of it, this is a very short term problem that you might run into if <laughs> if you get the wrong person. Yeah. Um, and and also if you're dealing with i mean for me when you're dealing with really you know short hair and and you're doing stuff like you know uh, a two on the sides and three up top mm-hmm. people don't even know when you get your hair cut you're like the only one who knows so so it's especially like what's the risk but that you know you still it is a trust thing because uh when in summary it is it is a really big part of of how you are expressing yourself, and expression is is so important for for people's well being, and also kind of how you want others to perceive you or whatever. Like if you, if you go to work, you want you want a serious haircut. You well, I don't I don't know. For me, I want a serious haircut. I don't necessarily want to roll into work and have my hair dyed like you know flubber green uh and and so i think that it's totally understandable to to want to find someone that you trust and I, I think it is interesting that that max you've gotten to this point where you know maybe you don't know what you want but you know that the person that you're entrusting in it is going to act in your best interest and the places that you go where you know i think these these chains they're trying to just get you in and out. They have a lot of, uh, they have. They're not necessarily on, essentially contractors where it is dependent on them creating these rapports with people. Um, they know that people will show up and get shepherded over to them. What you're talking about, this local place, that's it is built on relationships. Mm-hmm. And I am about to move away from walking distance of this local place, and I will have a decision to make at some point where my loyalties lie am i going to be the mark davis and fly across the country to get the haircut that i for some reason like <laughs> I, but here here's the thing like mark davis doesn't 
he would easily pay. He pays some ridiculous amount for his haircut, right? I don't. I think it's very little. No, like no, no, no. His travel cost. Well, yeah, because he has to fly to Nevada for it. <laughs> I think the actual haircut's not expensive, but I could be wrong. I, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking it up. But I mean, he he trusts that person. That's the thing he's chosen. I mean, Ken Burns, who has ludicrous hair, has been getting the same haircut from the same person for uh, decades, apparently. And it started with a bad haircut, and he just kept going back to that person. You, it becomes it becomes iconic, and I think in some ways it gets in your head. It's like this is this is what I do. It's part of a routine. It's a habit, and you know, more power to the people who who have a look. Um, you know, ultimately, I think that's that's kind of what it is. You're going for is like I want this look. I want to to have this this expression, and. If you get it in your head that only one person can express that for you, that's pretty cool, I think. I guess what I'm getting at is that uh, Mark Davis could fly me out to the fucking desert coach for a lot less than he is paying to get to his barber, and I could give him the same fucking bowl cut. Yeah. I won't even charge him for the cut. Yeah. Dude, that shit for the story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't um, I don't know. So, all right. So, we we sort of talked about relationships and and trusting your barber, and that's a good thing. You know, I've I've never really felt. I, I think part of it is that in Charlottesville, I never really had one consistent barber. I had a consistent place that I went to, mm-hmm. uh, but they had a lot of rotation in who was working on any given day. Uh, so. I didn't kind of until the last six months or so, I didn't really have one consistent person. Uh, but I did develop that rapport for a while where, you know, I kind of had a style and then I would go back and the guy would say, Hey, how long has it been since your last haircut? Yes. And what I learned is they do that because if you say I want two inches on top, that doesn't necessarily mean the same thing like your hair is not obviously it's not a uniform length at all points Mm -hmm. on your head Mm -hmm. so what they do is you ask how long has it been growing since your last cut and then did you feel like the last cut was too short too long or the right length because the rate of growth of hair is pretty uniform so you know if it's been four weeks you've grown about half an inch of hair or, or whatever, whatever the case yeah. is. Um, but when I was younger, you know, it kind of like, you know, when your parents are taking you places to get your haircut, you don't have a lot of choice. And so you kind of have no choice, but to trust that they're going to do it right. But you, you also Max touched on kind of the next thing that I want to talk about, which is how you determine the style you want. And specifically, the role of pictures in that, um, you know, I think, I think as men, there are like six hairstyles that we could have basically. So it's maybe less, uh, it's maybe less useful, but you know, there definitely are, are, are lots of references out there for different kinds of cuts and styles. And it may be, you know, it may be the old poster that's up on the wall in your barbershop that says, this is what a crew cut looks like. Or it may be, 
you know, like a glossy style book at a salon, or it may just be pictures that you looked at, you know, on the Google machine of like a celebrity that you kind of want to look like. So I'm, I'm curious whether either of you has ever brought in a pic, like brought in a picture and said, I want to look like this. I don't know about you, Pierce. I have, but yeah. none of the options you said. Oh, interesting. Tell me I more. I have brought in a picture of myself. <laughs> you know, that may be, the, honestly, that may be the most reasonable thing of all. You should, you, I mean. It was after should... I got a haircut I really liked, and I took yeah. a picture of myself in the mirror, and was like, I don't know how to describe this, but this is what I want my haircut to look like next time. That's actually pretty smart. Like, I could go ask for a Ryan Reynolds haircut, and I won't look like yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and ultimately I think Sean, for, for your thing, if you have a picture of yourself where, where you liked the way your hair looked, that's, that's what you have to do because it's only ever going to be your hair unless you, you know, are Wayne Rooney or something. And then it becomes sort of your, your hair asterisk, um, which, which is the thing. I think you should go in and ask for the Ken Burns. I actually had to Google image search to see what that looked like. <laughs> that would be a great cut for the wedding. Or like yeah. Steve Carell going from season one of The Office to season two of The Office. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and, you know, if you're, I would say just, and actually today specifically, I was listening to it earlier, but the Men in Blazers podcast, uh, Proud Balds, Non-Bald Deniers, uh, they they had a long discussion today about that, and uh, you know, very much empowering men, especially uh, Michael Davies, about like, just do it, just do it gracefully. You know, it's it happens to a lot of us, and you'll you'll not realize how how good it looks to have your hair short. But if you're fortunate enough to to still have your 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 follicles, I mean, I honestly think that that's that Max, you've you've hit on something great, which is that it can only ever be your hair. So when you get to a good point of your hair looks good. You should take a picture of it. And it's worth noting here also that, you know, I, I think that ultimately with us, I mean, what are you guys getting your haircut every four weeks? Maybe a little bit longer for you, Sean, but, you know, four to six weeks typically. Max, are you going longer? I I don't have a routine. Okay. I've gone probably five or six months at times. It's wild. I did that uh, yeah. once. I did that once and it got completely out of hand. Yeah, it so, does. But I hate going. Yeah. Well, when you, oh, I kind of like that's, going. That's oh, interesting. Thing you have to do. So this is. So this is what I want to. Talk about. I would. Well, we can we can wrap up this thread, and then I want to talk about that next. But yeah, I would say I probably go. I probably tend more towards the six week end of things. Yeah. So when you when, obviously when you have your hair shorter, it's. I mean, for me, it's like. Th- Three weeks is good. Four weeks is I feel I feel very strange. Um, but I would say you know to the to wrap up the thread of of taking pictures in and, and stuff like that. I mean, it is worth noting that for women, this is just such more of a of a you know traumatic experience because you know, different people's hairs, especially as it gets long, can react very differently to different things and. You know, think of I can think of so many people in my life who who have decided to go from short hair to long hair, and it is a 
you know, emotional experience because you're you're really changing the way you express yourself and stuff. So the fact that we can get this, you know, fixed in three weeks, four weeks is is really tremendously nice. And you can bring in a new picture in, in four weeks and try it again or, you know, go in and be like, can you do it a little bit differently than last time? And they can still remember that because it hasn't been six yeah. months. Yeah, and and we're not a fair panelist, but I would also say that that uh, women do have to pay a pink tax when it comes to getting a haircut. <laughs> I think it's um, more than it. It's like just ta- taxes, just huge. Yeah. pink arm and a pink leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's bad. It's it's insane. And, and like I, I guess maybe you could make some kind of sexist argument about like, oh, there's more hair to cut. It's more work. Like get it, get out of here. It's stupid. Haircuts should cost. Like, you know, I guess if you're getting, like, color work done, like, that's an additional service. But, like, for just, like, a haircut, come on. Be, be yeah, reasonable, but these folks. Are, but, but also, I would, feel, I would, it is important to note, thinking about the, the people doing the haircutting, um, styling, these, a lot of times these are people that are very serious and, and border on artists. So I do want to give their craft, like, yeah, sorry. The credit that's due. I realize I kind of inadvertently flamed the hair cutting industry, like, all yeah. of it. Uh, my that's haircut, not what I, could I intended. Give, yeah, my haircut, <laughs> I could give myself. Um, so I think that the person who cuts my hair is is can do artwork, but does not do artwork with me. That's, and, that's all I can and, really say. And you could definitely cut your own hair, because I used to do your haircut on my yeah. head for a long time for probably for half of high school and most of college i i bought clippers and and cut it myself and i'm sure i'm even for like a, a uniform clipper cut i did not do it as well as a barber would have done it no and but yeah but you know it it was nice at the time to to save a significant chunk of money. Um, what I what I want to talk about, though, is um, the barbershop experience. And you have mentioned, you mentioned, Max, that you don't like going. And I do. Uh, I think it's, I'm, I'm sure it's partially a nostalgia thing. I remember, you know, uh, I remember when I was a little kid, sometimes we would, uh, we would go with our mom and she would take us along to the place where she got her hair cut and we'd get our, our stuff done there. But then sometimes on like a, a special occasion, like we would go on a weekend with my dad out to, uh, out to uptown new Orleans to go see Mr. Lewis. Uh, and he had very much like a, you know, it was a barbershop. There were eight gazillion magazines he was this kind of old, uh, old New Orleans guy who talked 11 miles a minute. And it was like a therapy session where you incidentally got your hair cut as well. And so I think that kind of cemented it, you know, as something that was like a, a cool thing to do on the weekend. Uh, but, but why, why do you not like going to the barbershop? Uh, it's a thing you have to do. You have to go, you wait a while, and then you're kind of in an uncomfortable chair, and you can't, like, if you get, a, like, a an itch on your face, you can't scratch it. You just gotta sit there, and sometimes they make small talk, but you don't really want to talk to them much, and then you're sitting there, and there's scissors and sharp things near your head, 
I guess I just don't really have any reason to like it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I guess. All right. I, I mean, I I I, tot- I totally get that. Um, also, again, I don't have to spend very much time there. But in the past, I've certainly gone places where there was there was small talk that you could engage in. It was okay, and it's just this. It's this idea that the the other person cares. I think that's the ideal that you want to get to. Um, you know, it's not just a. The goal is to have something that a robot could not do. Like you really feel like it is a professional person and uh, you know a craftsperson in a way. Um, and so that those the human touches uh, I think are are really important. And sometimes that is not when you're actually getting your haircut. It's when you're sitting down and waiting. I mean the the idea of the 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 talking about something at at the barber shop. You know the people debating this or that there. That's kind of a civic institution. A very um, you know I I think it is stereotypically one that is. Uh, for you know quote unquote men uh and so so maybe that's not available and accessible to to everyone, but I think that that exists a lot less now, and I think it's i don't know if it's disruption or franchising or or whatever, but you know those those places I think are few and far between, but it does sound like this ideal when you do occasionally find a place that has discussion or that kind of environment. I mean, it certainly sounds like Max yours is a place people like hanging out at, even if you don't necessarily I, like that. Uh, it's, it's an important, I mean, there aren't a lot of other places in a, in a town like that. It's almost like a, uh, you know, a, a, just a, a place people can go and, and hang out and chat. And there aren't that many of those. I mean, you could yeah. say bars are like that, but a bar is very different than a barbershop. Not mine. Um, <laughs> No, I think there's a lot of barbershops, and I like my barbershop, and I don't, I don't mind being there. Um, I think I just, I just don't like waiting, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm also just like somewhat uncomfortable being in the chair with sharp things near my face. Yeah. Um, I just prefer it's like it's similar to going to the dentist. It's like I don't like going to the dentist. I like having my teeth clean, but no one likes going to the dentist. See, yeah, that's the thing. the the barber The barber shop there's there's really there there's really no risk. There's only reward. You pay somebody for a service, and you feel better after it's over. And some people like going there because their friends are there or whatever else, and they can just relax for a, a little bit. Sometimes you get a massage or a hot towel. Maybe they they've got, they'll hand you some water or a different type of beverage. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's. It's, it, in that way, it's it's kind of a cool place, and it can be you know lackadaisical in, in some regards. Um, but you know, maybe again, I don't think that's necessarily available to everybody. And that type of thing, I think, in some places has they have you know kind of these these new age type barbershops that have that idea. But you're getting craft beer, and it's sixty dollars as opposed to twenty dollars. I know some people go to that, and they. It's just it adds another bit of pressure as to this place. It's like, yeah, maybe you go once every three or four weeks, so you end up paying more than if you go every six weeks, every eight weeks. But you are supporting kind of a, a local business, and in a lot of ways, you're supporting an individual person. And I think that that's that's cool. Like you're not you're not paying you know big haircuts. Um, you're paying you know Lou the barber or Louis. Sorry. Yeah, I mean I. Yeah, I do think it is good to 
if you can find a, a local place. You know, it, it, as we do with bookstores, we do with record stores, as we do with, you know, places to get produce. Like, if there's a if there's a local business where you can like support your community, like that's a good thing. And you can, you know, there definitely is a spectrum of like what barbershops like make the barbershop a community. So I, I guess I've been, I've been glad for the experiences that I've had where it has been one. And, and I shouldn't, I shouldn't take that for granted. And I shouldn't assume that, wherever I wind up getting my haircut for this wedding <laughs> this weekend yeah. is going to be that. Yeah. And you go try it out. And yeah. I think the, the best nugget from this episode is if you have a picture of yourself, take it in there and you know, it works or it doesn't. Um, I know Sean, this will be the, the first and maybe the only time you see a lot of these people ever. So <laughs> what's the big deal? It yeah. doesn't, it doesn't matter. Fair enough. And Hey, you know, the, What's the worst that can happen? I get a bad haircut and look like a dummy in, you know, in a couple pictures from this wedding. That's fine. Uh, I could be Sebastian Telfair going to prison for three and a half years. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, that's a, sorry, that one. I got a little distracted a couple of minutes ago because that flashed up on my phone. I was like, Oh, that's weird. This is the first I've heard about Sebastian Telfair in a Mine long is, time. I would say that if you if you are going to prison, you might as well take your time on the haircuts because you're going to be there for a while. So. <laughs> okay, okay. On that note, maybe we'll we'll wrap up our discussion of haircuts and hairstyles and barbershops. Oh my! Uh, and then move on as we do every week to Pierce is sorry. What are you apologizing for today? Well, you know. <sighs> There, there were a couple options today. I think I'm actually I know which one I'm going to do. So, so I, I recently went on a trip and I was I was gone for for ten days, um, and so you know I wanted someone to to watch my apartment. And this this came up yesterday as I was at a a, a moving party for for our friend our friend Kevin, and so I, I made I made some pesto um, pasta, and uh, I so I used basil from from my not garden but like my my plants that i have so and it it turned out well people were commenting on it and i'm not here to champion my pesto in any way but but kevin kevin remarked during it he's like oh you know was there any particular preparation for the the pesto and i said well you know it is it is worth noting that I don't know what happened to the basil for the entire time because Kevin was was watching it for uh, while while I was while I was away. So I have to give credit where credit's due, but I cannot also um, you know attest to the entirety of your wellness because he could have given them protein powder or creatine for all I know because they did really well. So <laughs> what I'm apologizing what I'm apologizing for today is uh, I I gave I gave Kevin a lot of directions and and walked him through what to do and everything and the plants turned out really well and what I'm apologizing for is the the doubt I had in his his ability to look after plants because the plants did tremendously well I think they I don't know that they would have done as well if I had been here even um, so I am apologizing for for the doubt because uh, the plants look great the plants are happy. And now, you know, they're not going to have this backup caretaker for when he's gone. So I'm apologizing to the plants and Kevin for this, for this doubt. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. That is uh, an interesting apology. 
I wonder if that's the first apology we've had to an inanimate object. Uh, Kevin's Kevin's animate. Well, didn't you apologize to the plants? <laughs> I apologize to yeah, both of them. I know. I've um, apologized to inanimate objects almost certainly. I mean, we've been doing this for three and a half years. It seems almost impossible for you to have not done it at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, we will uh, take your apology and, and move on and close the show with a big idea from pop culture. And uh, you have returned back from your trip to a different part of the country. Uh, yes. And I have done that as well. Wow. Uh, Emily and I spent the weekend in Boston, where we saw Max. Oh. Uh, so we took the train up and back, to an overnight train on Thursday. Uh, and and that is its own whole can of worms. I, I have not decided whether or not that was a good decision. Um. Uh, but the immense insomnia that I experienced on this moving train from 9.30 p.m. until 7.45 in the morning uh, did afford me the opportunity to catch up on some things that I hadn't, uh, namely some things that I hadn't listened to uh, and had been meaning to get to. So I listened to uh, Brandy Carlisle's album, which I, God, I wish I had the name of it right in front of me. I'm going to have it in just a second. Brandy uh, Carlisle, not someone I've been listening to. The album is called By the Way I Forgive You. And uh, for not listening to it, I appreciate that. There you go. Uh, it, it, it was uh, one of the. Kind of one of the most well-regarded albums of 2018 from what I saw and was loved in particular for a song called The Joke, uh, which maybe won a Grammy. Um, I really did not come prepared for this. Uh, that's all right. It was nominated for Song of the Year and Record of the Year. Um, and... Uh, so, so I listened to this album and it's definitely like a, you know, it's sort of a country inflected album that it was, the song at least was produced by, uh, Shooter Jennings. Uh, and, uh, the album art was painted by one of the Avid brothers. Um, uh, it won the Grammy for best Americana album. The album was nominated for album of the year. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. It was... A beautiful record about something that, interestingly enough, was also referenced by Jeremy Lin recently about strength in vulnerability. And I I thought that was really neat. I think we need more of that right now. We need more people understanding that uh, being a, a big, dumb, strong boy is no way to go through life. It's the new fat, drunk and stupid from Animal House no way to go through life son Uh, and you know being being more open and honest with people and being willing to open up and and be vulnerable won't fix all of our problems but it might help with some of them so Mm -hmm. 
maybe we would all do better to listen to by the way i forgive you by brandy carlisle and then try to learn something from it and if while you're on that 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 kind of thought pattern um and dealing with similar things uh you should go listen to some david berman there you go yes absolutely god damn it was a terrible week yeah it was a terrible week for for losing losing some really great people uh, between yeah. David Berman, Tony Morrison. Uh, so I, I haven't figured out yet which of these folks I'm going to uh, to pay tribute to with our, our music this week, but maybe maybe it'll be... Maybe we'll do David Berman this week and then uh, get the joke on our next pod so yeah. everyone can hear yeah. what I was talking about. Yep. Yeah. All right. On that note, that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty okay Pod or at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com. You can subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. If you do that, please do us a favor. Leave a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing on your podcast app of choice. Uh, or just tell a friend about the show. We would love to share what we're doing with them as well. We'll be back again next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. Thanks for listening. Bye. Got two tickets to a midnight execution. Hitchhike away from Odessa to Houston. And when they turn on the chair, something's added to the air. When they turn on the chair, something's added to the air. Forever to the air.